And it is KZN's number one hit music station and you're hanging out with your daytime queen, Carol Ofori. Now, every Wednesday, I introduce you to amazing women that are trailblazing in their different respective fields. And today is no different. We are absolutely doing that. And I'm so excited because today we're throwing in some international flair. This lady I came across uh, watching the first season of The Real Housewives of Dubai. Born in Dubai, Dr. Sarah Al-Madani is an Emirati multi-award winning serial entrepreneur an honored public speaker who has delivered over 200 keynotes and has four TEDx speaking engagements under her belt. Dr. Sarah started her business at the age of 15 and has just not stopped since. She is the CEO of Halaha, is a company that allows people to get personalized video messages from their favorites. And Dr. Sarah believes that it's important to be an active member of the community, inspiring humanity and consistently sharing knowledge, experience and information. I'm so excited to bring to you KZN, the one and only Dr. Sarah. Hi, Dr. Sarah. How are you? Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is such an honor to um, just see you and be in your presence. I've been following your story and your life story since being on the show. And, uh, you know, from your socials, you share so much wisdom. But I guess let's start from the age of 15. Not many 15-year-olds start their business, right? So I get this question all the time. And the thing is, I don't have a, a clear answer to why a 15-year-old started a business at 15 and had employees. I honestly don't know, but the only hint I have from my parents is that when I was four, I used to massage them for money. And when, <laughs> when I was six, I was like buying candy and reselling it to my cousins and I was employing my cousins to work for me. So I feel like maybe because entrepreneurs, yes, sure, they're made, they can learn how to do it, but some have this extra spice where they're born, you know? So it was just always in me. It's not like um, I wanted to do it to just escape from home or like uh, get rid of, of my family or be financially independent. It, it just it was just something that, you know, you're on a mission and you don't know why and you just do it. That's mm. that's. Wow. And, um, you know, missions um, would also be your Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, I'm very curious to find out why you decided to join the show and how you found your first season. So this is a funny story. I'm a very spiritual person. So I remember one day I was meditating and um, I was like, because just to explain to you that my purpose and my mission in life as a light worker, I even have a tattooed here, light worker. Right. So... A light worker is someone that brings knowledge and light to humanity. So I believe that's my mission. When I was meditating, I was like, God, I wish like I can educate uh, men and women um, on a bigger platform because I my platform on social media is like a small uh, pool in an ocean. You know, I need mm -hmm. to swim in. The and I was like, I just want my voice to be heard all over the world. And then I, I like, and it was like not an egoistic uh, meditation. It was like, basically, I want to spread and help humanity and make the world a better place. So three days later, or like four days later, I get a call from a casting director. And at the beginning, I thought it was a prank. So I hung up. But then he, <laughs> kept, he kept on calling. He sent me messages with like identity documents. And like, he's like, I am the talent uh, manager who's recruiting uh, the talents for the Real Housewives of Dubai. And I was like, what, why do, what do you, what do you want from me? I'm like, I'm spiritual. I'm calm. I'm no drama. Like I'm not even your appetite for the show. He's like, we want real people. 
And then I hung up the phone and I remember texting him, saying him, telling him I don't want to do it. But then I sat down and I was like, oh my God, did I pray for this? Yes, I did pray for this, you know? And uh, this is what I was manifesting when I was like having a conversation with God and the universe and God gave it to me and who am I to reject it right now? So then I called back and I was like, you know what? Maybe that is the platform that I can put my voice on. First of all, to enlighten humanity and share my thoughts about life and things like that, but also to educate the world about um, the wrong idea they have about Arab women and the Arab world in the Middle East. So just right. to shed some yeah, just to shed the light. So, and then, you know, I always, you know, look up and I tell God, you have such a, you know, crazy sense of humor, God, you know, like this is beautiful. So I could not reject something he sent me. Wow. And what has the experience been for you off the show wrapped? I know you guys are in the second season now filming, but what was, your, you know, after the show ended? I mean, we were in South Africa and we watched your season and it was quite electric. <laughs> so... Uh, if you think season one is electric, just wait for season two. <laughs> it's, uh, the thing is, like, we are different uh, women, different group of women, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different uh, uh, experiences, different religions, different thoughts, ideologies. It's like bringing all of these people and putting them together and watching them just, like, have a go at life and each other. It's It's a crazy experience. And I always say... For me, it's not easy, but I enjoy it at the same time. And it's such a blessing because it is a window for you to the world, number one. Number two, and it's such a big franchise. It's it's like an honor to be part of something with a legacy, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, I loved on the show how transparent you are about being a single mom, uh, transparent about, you know, you have tattoos and you live in a country that may not all be so open to the idea of a woman with tattoos. How was that received in Dubai? Because I'm sure in the world, I will say, I had a very narrow-minded perspective of Dubai, you know, and watching the show, I was like, wow, this place is actually pretty cool, you know. I just thought it was strict, 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 you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. And seeing you ladies representing and living your lives the way you do, it was like, wow, okay, this is this is something. Yeah. Well, look, Dubai is, the, like the UAE and Dubai is a very tolerant country. We have all religions coexisting. We have all, have people from all walks of life. It's a melting pot. So it's such a beautiful place to be because you're mixed with everybody and we coexist in such a peaceful way. And I know that a lot of people have the strong mindset of the Middle East and Dubai because of like the stuff on the media and, and how it's portrayed. But we wanted to show the world that, you know, whatever you hear is not true. You know, do the research. This is what Dubai is. It's open. It's free. It's cool. As long as you don't break the rules, which and these rules are made to keep the country safe. They're made to keep people uh, feeling like they can practice and do anything they want in that country and feel safe about who they are and what they do. It's just rules that makes it peaceful. And we, when you don't break the rules, you can be whoever, dress however, do whatever. So it's fine. But um, yeah, and I'm glad you watched it. And it might have changed a lot of the stereotypes you had probably. So this was, this was a mission of mine, which is to break the stereotype. Now, when it comes to me having, uh, right now I have like 79 tattoos. Uh, when it comes wow. to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it comes to me, when I started my spiritual journey, um, I realized that culture is man-made. And if you don't stick to culture, it's completely fine. 
and I rebelled on the old me, which was worried about what people would say, how the culture would perceive me, how you know people would think of me. Now I'm aligned as a person and I'm very authentic. This is who I am. You like me, you like me. You don't like me, it's fine. It's completely fine. And I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay with me 100%. And I don't intend to be, you know? But yeah, and me rebelling and breaking out from the culture, uh, I'd say shackles, that hold you back and not allow you to be who you are was the biggest achievement of my life. I'm so happy, I'm authentic, I'm real. And yes, I had a lot of, uh, like a lot of people, like there was like lashbacks and a lot of people attacked me for being who I am, but I don't care. You, you can either love me for who I am or hate me for who I'm not. It's fine with me. I love how, especially on your socials, you've, how you've candidly spoken about loving yourself and having boundaries. Um, and how those boundaries protect you from, you know, being hurt, etc. And I think that's probably what women suffer with the most. We want to be liked by everybody. And if not everybody likes us, we kind of struggle with that. And it seems you've got it down. What would you say is a starter pack to every woman to just loving herself more and not wanting to be accepted more, but rather let the more come from loving yourself? Yeah, I think the first thing I did is not give a damn about what people think because they don't pay my bills. Uh, they will offer you always uh, free advice, but when something goes wrong, they're never there for you. So I realized that what people think of me is not a perception of me, it's a perception of them, their internal battles and the, the way they look at themselves. Once you break, yourself from the idea that I have to be loved and, and I have to be understood and I have to be uh, respected by everybody. Once you break yourself from that idea, you'd realize, oh my God, now I can breathe because I'm not people pleasing anymore. I'm not doing everything I have to do just to be liked, even though sometimes I have to do things that are out of character just to be uh, appreciated, liked, and accepted. I don't care anymore. I don't need to be accepted. I'm successful. I have my money. I have my business. I have my life. I have my kid. I have my, my circle of small friends. And I'm happy. I don't need anything extra. So whether people like me or not, it doesn't stop God's blessings towards me. It doesn't take away my business. It doesn't ruin anything. I don't care. And in the beginning, I remember, because I, 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 my brain is so marinated in culture back then, I used to um, care so much about how people perceive me. Like if a rumor goes on, I'd go out of my way to prove it, that it's not true. Now I go like, believe what you hear, add some more spices to it, <laughs> rotate it around, spread it around. I don't care because those who know you know, and those who don't know you, I don't care if they don't know me, right? Mm. So I feel like the advice I can give women is you have to, you will not go far in life if you are held back by society's expectation if you're held back by the culture if you're held back by the idea your gender is a problem and if you're held back by all these things they're like shackles on your feet and and guess what these shackles the keys are in your hand all you have to do is change your mindset open your eyes and just unlock yourself it's not like we're searching for to unlock shackles that the keys are with somebody else no the keys are with you you are the captain of your life. You are the master of your soul. You are the decision maker. And trust me, in the beginning, it's scary when you when you swim against the tide. But once you start swimming, you're like, God damn it, I love it. You know, I feel free. So just do it because you, as a human being, being free and being happy is like basic rights. 
and being able to make decisions without thinking of what would he say what would she say what would my what would my parents think taking decisions that's free will and god gave us free will so mm, exercise yeah. your free will use it you know it's about time i i really I really feel sad for women who sit inside a house behind a window watching life outside and thinking, oh, what, what is out there for me? What could be out there for me? I feel bad. This breaks my heart because open that door and step outside. That's your life. Take control of it. And oh. whatever happens, happens. I absolutely love what you said. Um, I think we take the basic right of being happy, which yeah. everyone has the right to, and you have the keys to unlock that happiness. That is exceptionally profound um so thank you for that i think a lot of women are going to uh, really marinate in that thought even even free will the keys in your hand it's called free will it's not called uh, uh subjected will or cultural will it's called free will you do not like you do not need permission because i see a lot of women what they do is they go to their friends, I want to get divorced, what do you think? I want to leave my job, what do you think? I want to leave the country, what do you think? It's like we're always asking for permission from the outside while the only permission we need is from us, from the inside. Hmm. So let go, you know, live free. What's the worst thing that can happen? You will pass, you will leave this life and no one will remember anything and you'll go, go on to the next chapter. This is just an experiment, so enjoy it. And just enjoy it, I love that. Speaking about enjoying, um, have you ever visited our beautiful shores of South Africa? And what do you know about us? I, I know so much because a lot of my business partners and my investors are South African. Amazing people, beautiful energy, very loving. And I've heard so much about your oceans, right? And so we ask the warmer waters. Yes. So they always talk about these things. But I've never been, so this is on my bucket list. This is on your bucket list. And from the franchises that are coming out of Africa, familiar with any, the Housewives of Durban, Housewives of Kenya, uh, any one you know, of those? The issue with The Real Housewife aired in the UAE. So for us oh, to see it, I'd have to like travel to see nice. Bravo or see snippets online. But I, I'm familiar with all the ones coming out of there. I yeah. cannot see the whole thing because we don't have access here. Right. So what would you say is the biggest theory that your show was able to break about the UAE and Dubai by it airing? Every stereotype that women are suppressed, people cannot live their life that they want, um, that Dubai is just about luxury and glamour. That's not true. When you come to Dubai, you can select the type of life you want to live. You can live a normal life that is very affordable. You can live a luxurious life. That's up to you. It's It's not just only Dubai is not only for the rich and famous it's for everybody you know mm. and just like portraying women and how we live our life and how we have so much support from the government in our business being females and all that um our governments are 80 percent women our our ministers wow. are, are percent women so it's like just to show that we are not what people think we are we are open and free and we enjoy it. We're supported. So the show shows you that. And we speak. Right. Your strength is um, quite palatable. <laughs> um, I mean, I could feel it through the show. I could feel it through following you on socials. But speaking to you, um, I really can feed into it. What drives you? What is this? Where do you get this strength from? Uh, that, that's my answer will shock you. My 
biggest inspiration, my biggest motivation in life is death. Hmm. No, knowing that that I can any second just die and not be here anymore makes me want to live life the fullest, try, take risks, fail, not care about anything because I only have one shot and one chance and this is my experiment. I need to enjoy it. And every time I feel demotivated, I think, oh my God, tomorrow I might not be here. What am I thinking? Why am I even demotivated? Why am I upset? I don't dwell in sadness because death is my biggest inspiration. It used to be my biggest fear before becoming spiritual, but then understanding that it's just passing to a different chapter, like this chapter, I want to enjoy it. So knowing that any second I cannot be here makes me always, always motivated. Because if I, because I see a lot of people, they say, oh, I'm, this person motivates me. Uh, reaching this goal motivates me. But that's temporary motivation because these people are not always there. They might change. Your success might not come early as you expected. So my motivation and inspiration is never attached to people or things. It's attached to the fact that tomorrow I might not be here. So let me live my life the fullest. I would take every risk when it comes to business, when it comes to living. I will enjoy my failures. I will enjoy my mistakes because I have the free will to do so. And I'm here to learn. School, life is a school. Right. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love that. I've never, ever heard that as a motivation, <laughs> especially the way you've explained it. It's, it, yeah. it's profound. It's profound. Um, and as we get to the end of our conversation, I can't have you on the line and not ask for some, you know, little expectations of the new season because you guys left on a high note. And uh, I did notice you guys went on a trip. I saw the few of the ladies on the show in one picture. So you guys are in a trip somewhere. Uh, can you give us a little bit of what we can expect in season two? I can't say much, but all I'm going to tell you is buckle up and have your popcorn ready because a wild ride. You have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. In for a wild ride. Yeah. I love that. And and finally, uh, Dr. Sarah, your parting shots um, to to us listening, watching, um, to women specifically. What do you want to leave us here in KwaZulu Natal, South Africa, and Africa? I want to say that your gender, being a female, is such a superpower, and don't let anyone make you think otherwise life is yours go out there grab it live it love it enjoy it make mistakes grow learn from them and life is not that deep life is very simple it's meant for you to enjoy but also for you to be able to enjoy you have to break out from the stereotype and society's expectation and Put your happiness before everything, before any relationship, before any association, before any work, before anything. Put yourself first. Self-love is the most profound type of love. You cannot be loving the world and loving men and loving all these things while your cup is empty. So love yourself first and do not underestimate the power of healing and the power of mental health and how it can change your life and change your perspective. Your mind it's a switch just flip a switch and that's it wow flip a switch dr sarah thank you so so much for your time this was absolutely beautiful i feel so whole and i'm sure my listeners are going to be ecstatic and just feel more whole after hearing our conversation thank you so much thank you so much carol for having me it's been an honor